1: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com
2: No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: It's time for the haddit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this uh, 12th day of February, 2019. We're here with our co-host, Jay Basser. And today, we have a real treat for you. Our guest speakers are James Cripps and uh, uh, Ray <coughs> Excuse me there. Ray Cobbs. Um, how y'all doing today? Hello,
3: Gerald. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, hi, Gerald. Hi, James. How are you? Good. How
1: are you, Ray?
3: I did good.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear everybody's doing all right. Uh... I think we're going to have a really good show, and I hope everybody tuned in to listen because not often we get these quality shows. Uh, James, I was reading something uh, you, re- you put there on Facebook, I believe, that you had some good uh, dealings there with the BA didn't you. Uh, what kind of uh, deal was that?
2: Yeah, I applied for the HISA Grant. And it yeah. took me over a year. It took me over a year to get that grant, uh, mainly because of lack of communication. The two ladies in charge of that grant just failed to communicate. They don't answer their their uh, answer machines. They 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 don't return phone calls. They don't return or answer emails. Therefore, they on their own deny a veteran of his benefits. If you call. The HISA program four, five, six, seven, ten times, and you don't get a return call, you just eventually give up. But uh, after a year, uh, I finally got my, my HISA grant and got ramps put in out back, and got my back door widened where I could get a wheelchair or a scooter in there. And then I couldn't oh, get that... my contractor paid. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't get my contractor paid. And uh, like I told the, the news guy, I got paid last month, and I think you got paid last month, but my contractor didn't get paid last month, and didn't get
1: paid this month either. Oh, um, that's horrible! You know, I've heard this my first since then. I've heard of them not wanting to pay contractors. Well, it's time for somebody to speak up and stop it. And yes, and i'm
2: i'm I'm just the kind of guy to do that you know that that's what I do. I take up the veterans, well, but anyway i I told them uh I had to go into the hospital for a heart procedure. They did an ablation and burned out everything in my heart on December fifth uh, on December the fifth I told them if I have to uh, to pay the guy, I'm going to do that before I go into the hospital. Uh, I don't want to leave this world over anybody, and I honestly didn't think I would wake up after the operation. So I went ahead and wrote him a check and paid him. But I said, yeah. when I do get out of the hospital, the first one that I'm calling is going to be Ben Hall with Channel 5 News. And evidently, they just didn't believe me. But as a result of that news program, they did pay the bill, paid repaid me for paying the bill. And I got a letter from the hospital director the day before yesterday apologizing and saying how embarrassed they were. And as a result of my my experience, they were going to change the policy, change procedures, uh, find a better way of doing things to get these contractors paid and get veterans hooked
0: up with their HESA grants.
1: Well, yeah, if they won't pay the contractors, James, a poor veteran can't get nobody to do the work for my need
2: took me two years to find a contractor. When, when you mention the VA to a contractor, that contractor has gone. He don't want yeah. no part of it.
1: Yeah, I, and, you know, due to these circumstances, I can certainly understand. And you, the last thing you want to do is rip someone off that's willing to work with a veteran and help him. Sure.
2: Uh, the director invited me to stay in touch. Uh, I intend to... Uh, Her email. Well, I'll drop her a service mail letter first. Ask for her email address, and if she will agree, I'm going to ask her if I can share her letter to me. Um, but I'd like to work with her just a little bit and make my suggestions.
1: Um, I see this as an opportunity. Uh, by golly, yes, and I think everybody ought to get on board with you. Uh, yeah, um. uh, you know, if there's any forms or anything, you know, we all can sign or a petition or something. But there, there's bound to be something we can do. There is no excuse for uh, doing these contractors that way. If we're, Like I say, if we're willing to come out and work with a veteran and help him out, and, and then the, the VA refuses to pay him or... It always slips under the table or fell through the cracks, you know. You get tired of that story. Yeah, and at the same time, I
2: want to commend the specially adaptive housing people. They've got a guy that that works for for them, and I don't think he'd mind me speaking his name, of Mr. David Witt. Yeah. Uh, I had already been to through two specially adaptive housing agents, and they think this thing is a joke. Um. Uh, when david witt came on board uh i was suspicious of him but i was about as wrong about him as as anybody could be man the guy got on the ball um in a professional manner he in a timely manner he got my specially adaptive housing grant uh on the road uh and and completed he worked very well with my contractor uh i'm just my life's gonna be so much easier because of that
1: I can believe it. And, you know, it's a benefit you deserve. And they shouldn't try to take that benefit away by scaring off the contractors. And, yeah, I and I've, I've heard horror story after horror story with some of these contractors.
2: Well, so. it's time it gets straightened out. Uh, like I say, I'm just the guy to tackle that little job. Uh, I, I've... I've Accomplished far more than that with the VA. Uh, I'm not new to this, um, and, and and Ray has had some experiences. Ray can tell you his own experiences with them.
3: Yeah, well, I, I have found out uh, to start with. I'll give you one of my experiences. I'm also working with David Witt, and he was trying to do something for me through the uh, same group that uh, is handling it in Vander, at Vanderbilt VA. Uh, to get me a, a power lift uh, so that I could get my scooter from my, what's my man cave, which used to be a garage, up to the level of my main house so I could go to where I sleep and use the bathroom and eat and everything. And that's a part of the requirement of the adaptive housing grant. Well, he contacted them and they said, Well, hey, we're not going to do it. Um, he needs to pay for that through his housing grant. And he said, but he's he's entitled to this other grant that you have to, first, well, we will put him a ramp in outside so that if he has to do that, he'll have to go outside, up the ramp, through the kitchen door, which, by the way, is not handicap accessible, and get into his house that way. So if it's uh. raining, snowing, sleet, cold, whatever, that's what I would have had to do to go to the bathroom. Well, I got frustrated because it was about to hold up my grant, so I did the same thing as James. I just reached into my pocket, pulled out the money, had my lift put in in two weeks. Now the grant went forward. Matter of fact, uh, David got permission to get the construction work started last Thursday. He contacted my contractor down here, and I got home today from Florida And all the lumber and everything's in the backyard, and they've already poured me a concrete sidewalk leading uh, leading around to where they're going to put the back door so I can get into my bedroom from the back of the house. That's already been done in two days. This guy, David Witt, is on the ball.
1: He's a bulldog. That's wonderful. You know, you got somebody that takes their job seriously, you know. That's VA needs thing. to get
2: rid of all the Chihuahuas and start uh, uh hiring bulldogs like David.
1: Yeah, yes. we need more more people like him, and that's what makes sure. the VA look good. You know.
3: You do well, dealing with these <coughs> same two ways, Joel, that, that James has been dealing with. I go down there, she gets out the VA medical handbook and reads over it to me why they were going to put me a ramp. A ramp is only one option. There yeah. is three options you have. One is the ramp. The other is a step lift, going up steps. And the third is the vertical platform lift. She said, well, we don't do the vertical platform lift because we, we meaning her and the director, consider that as Permanent to the home. Well, it also in that same paragraph further down states that when the veteran no longer needs the lift, that it's up to the veteran family to contact VA and they will come out and remove it. So it still stays the property of the VA, so therefore it's not a part of the home. Well, in my travels the last month or two, uh, I'm going to give another shout-out to the VA down in Tampa, Florida. Those folks, there's a couple of them in there that really got it on the ball. Uh, I go down there to a, a the doctor told me I needed to go to Florida in the wintertime uh, because of back and knees and they can't do surgery. So we went down to Florida. I had a place where I didn't have wraps. And I'm talking about just small wraps of maybe three-and-a-half foot, I think, is what they are. Uh, They go up just four inches. Um, I contacted the place in Zephyr Hills, Florida, where they sell them. And the lady said, well, you got a Golden Scooter. Aren't you a veteran? Yes, ma'am, I am. Are you 100%? Yes, ma'am, I am. Well, let me have your name in the last four years social. I said, okay. She said, I'll get back with you in a couple of hours. An hour later, she calls me and she says, The VA has approved ramps for your location here. Would you mind if we came out this afternoon to measure? <laughs> no, ma'am, not at all. <laughs> they came out that afternoon, ordered them that day, and installed them five days, four days later. And all of that was done through the VA, the prosthetics division in VA at Tampa, hospital down there the same as what James and I've had problems with these folks here doing the same department and they're all using the same VA medical handbook but they interpret it different and the interpretation is left up to the local director and that's where our problems are I believe that now more than others you know it has to be up to what the local director, just like when James finally got through his point across, the local director sent him the letter. And now, hopefully, she'll work with him so that no other veterans have to go with what he and I have gone through in the last year.
1: Well, you know, our you know uh, chances are they will somewhere else. But if you can get it figured out there, we can sure pass the word along. Across the country, and uh, uh, kind of give these uh, veterans some insight of the proper action to take in order to correct this issue. Because I think we all know there there's numerous veterans out here with this issue, and uh, it's not a new one by no means.
2: You know, I got to get a little little bit of a dig in here. Um, if you know how to do it you can just uh, just about get any kind of adaptive equipment from VA. I think yeah. Daryl got a, a dash mounted toilet paper roller.
3: And yeah.
2: that's a, that sucker is it's even electric. And it's yeah. on a timer. You know. Uh you yeah. just put in there about what time you think you might have to go and that timer, same time every day, you know, she'll spit
1: out the toilet paper. Uh yeah, I mean, I even uh, got a a refill place. You can drive right up to the winter and get refilled.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, did, they,
3: did they put you a hole in the floor so you have some place to put it after you use it? Well, oh, you don't yeah, need you,
2: to. You just <laughs> got a hole in the floorboard. <laughs> yeah. you, uh, you, <laughs> take a, you take a five-gallon
1: bucket and cut the bottom. <laughs>
2: Just make sure there ain't no state trooper behind you when you let go. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you,
0: that I mentioned matter. that one night that on, on the
2: on a, mentioned that one night know. on a, on the telephone to <laughs> Gerald, and he said I ain't laughed so hard. He said, "Quit talking. I've laughed so hard, I'm hurt. I ain't laughed so hard since I got out of the hospital." <laughs> oh
1: God, we like, killed ourselves, James. We that did. We did. We we had to hang
2: up. We had to. He was talking about. He was talking about my heart and my battery going down. I said, "Well, Gerald, I got a backup." He said, "What's that?" I said, "You ever stuck your tongue to a nine volt radio battery?" I said, "I carry one in my shirt pocket for a
1: backup." Oh boy.
2: We better get off of that subject before we just have a oh, laughing show. Here. We're getting
1: in <laughs> trouble quick. and I yeah, just come? Yeah. That's right. I just come from my heart doctor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he he talks about I almost lost you. <laughs> he, but, uh, you know,
2: a, they're threatening to take my leg off. Uh, yeah, we've been
1: talking about that.
2: Yeah, I've been to see two vascular surgeons and the wound two different wound care clinics, and I'll know more about it tomorrow. But I've been thinking about what am I going to do with it? Do they give it to you, or do they destroy well, it? It's not theirs; it's mine. I've well, got deer mounted. A, a, have a i have. got deer mounted a piggy bank. Yeah. I mean, well, it yeah. wouldn't work for a piggy bank, but I've got deer heads mounted on my wall. I might as well mount well, yeah. that leg. Hang. <laughs> I good, might want to take it to a I might want to take it to a butt kicking contest sometime. There you go. Uh, yeah. You know,
1: go to, uh, to one legged butt butt kicking contest. You'd have two legs.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the biblical characters used the jawbone of an ass. Oh, I don't see why yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. What are you getting? But close. seriously, <laughs> but seriously, I, I I hate to lose that leg, and it's not for sure yet. Uh, I guess it's up to the the good Lord and and the experience of the VA.
1: Yeah, I spoke to my surgeon today uh, and I mentioned to him that, uh, uh, James, that uh, you was having the same issues I did with my feet numb. Uh, Your feet go numb is one of the symptoms. Gerald, I'm going to have to hang up just a minute, but I'll be right back. Okay, go ahead.
3: Okay, go ahead, Gerald. (laughs) uh, What what about your feet? uh,
1: I said my feet go numb, and I can't uh, feel them, and I know that will run into that due to neuropathy, I believe. And uh, I said that will eventually get into my Uh, circulatory my blood vessels Uh, and he said yes you're correct and I asked him what is there any medication or anything we can do to uh, put that off because I was thinking of James because we had talked about it and uh, uh, once you lose the circulatory in your Your legs, of course, you start losing toes, ankles, feet, and everything else. And he told me right uh, right at the moment, exercise is about the only thing he knew. And uh, he said there may be some medications uh, that could help with the lower extremities. But uh, anyway, didn't prescribe any for me. But I see him again next week because when they'd done that balloon on me, he, he said they almost lost me. Both both my legs were, the blood vessels were calcified and they had to go up both, both legs not once but twice during that mm. blooming on my aorta. And uh, he said, that's not good. <laughs> so, no,
3: it's not good at all.
1: Uh, he wants to see me in uh, another week, and but I'm going to pursue this deal. Uh, there's got to be some kind of medication that they can give you uh, for your lower extremities, your, your legs and and calves of your legs, you know, and your feet, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of veterans uh, that are facing that issue that uh, their, you know, their feet go numb.
3: Mine just went to sleep and never woke up.
1: And, and I think James... Both
3: of mine are, yeah, James' are like that, and both of mine are like that as well. And well. they they were checking with me, Gerald, and I tell you what what the VA did for me, and so far it's helped. I don't know how much it's going to help, but I had a surgeon at the VA say the same thing to me. There's some creams out there, but in medication, but they don't seem to work very well. And he he didn't give me any, but he said I tell you what I think might help, uh, acupuncture. So he put oh. in for me try acupuncture, and the yeah. VA sent me, because it's not given in, at least it's not given here in the VA, uh, they sent me to an outside source with Vanderbilt that does acupuncture. And yes. it seems to have helped. I haven't gotten my feeling back, but at the last checkup, uh, the circulation down around my the bottom of my feet and in my feet and right at my ankle and heels, the circulation yeah. had improved. And yeah. the heart uh, or the blood flow was better and stronger. Uh, I go back, I think it's April the, about the 3rd, I think, 3rd or 4th, I go back for another checkup and to uh, see if it's still working or if it went back, you know, uh, clogging up again or whatever, but um, the gentleman I went to, he put needles all up and down my spine, then on my thighs, down the back of my my calves, down around my feet. I bet I had 75 needles in me. It seemed oh. like well, I thought he never would quit putting them in. And you lay there for 30 minutes, and then you do that once a week. And I had, I think I had six treatments, and it showed improvement. Uh, it uh, showed improvement of circulation.
1: Well, well that's um, a good deal.
3: Yeah, I don't you know, know if it worked for everybody or or why my yeah. surgeon thought about doing that. But they were discussing doing the balloon on me as well. But on I, your a order. Uh huh. Oh, and they decided uh, they careful. they don't want to. Well, that's what they decided. They don't want to put me to sleep anymore, similar to James, because they're afraid I won't wake up. They just flat told me we're afraid we can't wake you up. Well,
1: so they don't know. Uh, that's why
3: they—that's why the guy recommended acupuncture. So uh, I would ask—I would ask your doctor about it. Uh, some I doctors will. are beginning to will. believe in it, and some doctors don't believe in it. Uh, well, I don't know nothing but, uh, about uh, it,
1: but anything's worth a try if, if they'll if give you some relief. And if we can save someone's leg out here or foot for them, we sure want to do it. And oh, what, yeah. what we, we learn, we can pass it on, and uh, we'll know ourselves whether it's... <laughs> Like you say, one thing might work for one guy and another for another, but uh, at least uh, we'll be pursuing something that could help a lot of veterans, I'm sure.
3: Well, they told me that basically that at the time that I went in, that I had only about a 15% blood flow through my, the lower extremities of my ankles and feet into my toes. At the after six treatments of acupuncture I had uh, I had increased that to where I had about twenty five percent. That's said, a pretty well, good that, job. Well I didn't think it was, but they told me he said, Oh no, he said, that's an excellent job. He said you actually can can live uh, with ninety five percent blockage. In other words, you'd only have five percent. He said that would still allow you to live and not have infections and gangrene and have to do your amputation. Yeah. But uh, he said that by increasing mine up to where I had a 25 percent uh, from a from a 90 95 percent blockage up to a 25 percent blockage or 25 percent blood flow was enough that uh, they felt very confident. And uh, they're go check it here, like I said, in April. Then they'll check it six months later. And then they'll determine whether or not uh, maybe once a year go and, you know, have four or six treatments to to keep that blood flow going. But uh, I was surprised. I thought the needles would hurt. I was a little uh, leery of having somebody stick needles in my back.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hear
3: you. But I didn't even feel them go in. And... Uh, um, each time, uh, after he got him in and everything, he was really good and he he put on some nice relaxing music. I fell asleep and started snoring. He asked me if he wanted me to correct that by putting something in my neck. I told him no, that's all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stick one in your uh, nose. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: yeah, he could have put one in my nose, I guess. I don't know he just <laughs> don't and shut. <laughs>
1: Put oh. some through
3: my lips so I couldn't <laughs> open my mouth. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh,
1: but, but we need to stay up to date on this and and, and uh, keep the veterans notified of what little we're learning. It sounds like that might have worked for you. Now, they did bloom my aorta, and I've noticed that it feels like I got a little bit better feeling in my feet, uh, not quite as numb. And now I, they haven't measured it. Now, before they measured it, I forget what it was, but anyway, they measured it, my blood flow down there at my feet. Yeah. Uh, but it feels like maybe blooming this aorta did help somewhat. But I went through such a mess with it. it, it, it it's pretty rough, and uh, well, he he told me my blood vessels and my legs were all calcified, <laughs> and that was one of their
3: major issues. We could tell the difference, you know, the little scope that they hold on your ankle or foot, to where you can hear your blood going. The yeah. The yeah, reasoning. Okay. Yeah. When they first time before I went to acupuncture, uh and when I was the the surgeon did that and you know you had to listen hard to hear it. I mean you could hear it yeah. a little bit but it sure wasn't very strong. Well, when I went back after having the acupuncture, uh there was no problem hearing it. It sounded just like you and I are sitting here talking on the phone. And, uh, well, that's good. and he, that said, he said, well, I thought that might work. That's all he said. All he said was, I thought that might work. And he said, we'll see you in four months. And so I, I go back so to in April.
1: So it has to be related to nerve damage, wouldn't you think?
3: Well, it is. They're blocking the nerves. Let's see if I can explain what they told me. They're blocking the nerves, forcing the nerves to move the blood in a different flow. Okay, And that different flow breaks up some of the calcium buildup, allowing more flow through the foot. Okay. That's cool. the way it was explained. That's why you have the, the, where they're putting the nerves going down your spine and down the back of your legs and uh, the back of your calf and on your ankles and, uh, I think there was even one on top of my foot. Yeah, because I had to I had to lay there with my foot off the table. Yeah, Up, you know on my stomach with my foot off the table so that they could. I'm not sure if they put it on the top of my foot or the side of my foot because I couldn't feel it anyway. But anyway, they that's what they had to do. And uh, I had six visits. And, uh,
1: But that uh that's, that sounds logical. I don't understand all that, but, uh it's something if we can get some positive news to put out for some of these veterans we wanna do it.
3: Well, you know, you you need to always I I still say this, most VA doctors will not um Recommend any alternative medicine or alternative ways of doing things, but uh, fortunately, I had a, a surgeon, a young surgeon, he, he hadn't been a surgeon too long, I don't guess. I don't know, uh, he's a lot younger than me, anyway. But you know, he thought that might be a, a chance. It might work. He didn't know for sure if it worked or not, but it might
1: work. Well, yeah.
3: if it's a possibility,
1: and, and hopefully it don't kill you, it's worth a try. You know, if it makes yeah. sense. I mean, some of this stuff, you know, totally out in left field, but if it makes sense and sounds logical, a guy should be willing to try it. I've never had nothing to do with acupuncture, but I would sure give it a try.
3: (laughs) Well, and I was amazed it doesn't hurt at all. The gentleman that did mine was originally from a study in China, and over there he said you don't have a choice of what you're going to do when you grow up. They tell you what you're going to do or what you're going to be. And he said at the age of 11 or 12... They started training him in medicine. And part of that training was the body and acupuncture and uh, uh, medicine of that nature. Um, and then at, I, I may be wrong about his age, but I think he said at the age of 40, he escaped from China and uh, uh, got to the U.S. and applied for. Uh, I guess the green card or whatever. And uh with his knowledge and experience, uh Vanderbilt University hired him. So he teaches at the Vanderbilt Clinic.
1: Yeah. Well, it sounds like he learned his job.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he did with for me for what I for what I have, I don't know if it'll work for everybody. I don't know if it works in all the things that they claim that it does. But the only thing I can say is that to improve my circulation, it worked.
1: That's um, good news. I'm uh, going to mention uh, it to my doctor and see if he'll do that. Because I'd be yeah, willing to yeah. try it, anything. Because you know what the alternative is. If you can't find something that'll work, you know what's going to happen.
3: Well, and that's true. And they told me that. They said that exactly. And... Um, Uh, let's talk about the way the veteran has to do this. There's a certain way to get it done. First of all, your surgeon has to recommend it back to your primary care doctor. Then your primary care doctor has to contact uh, I think it's called Feebase and Yeah. Okay, then they request the primary care doctor requests you to have a uh, a visit or go see a doctor about acupuncture, and for what reason? Then FeeBase called me, and and they had the name and location of a couple, and said, "Which one would you like to go to?" And I said, "I don't know any of them. You just tell me which one you think <laughs> you tell me which one you think's the best, and I'll go." You know, but that's the procedure that you can't do it on your own. You have to have the recommendation to fee base from your primary care. So it'll go from the surgeon to the primary care to fee base to the uh, acupuncture guy.
1: Well, that's at your location, your regional office. Uh, I don't know if that'll work across the country, but it's worth a try. At least it's a procedure to move on. And... uh, You know, we know how different all these places operate, even though they're supposed to operate the same. They sure don't. And it it would be nice because you know yourself, we have a lot of veterans out there with these issues. And, you know, as, as it goes through the procedure of bugs crawling around in your legs to... You, uh, hot spikes going in your feet and and all this and that that goes on, you know, that builds up to it. If we could have done something a little more aggressive back then, we might have been able to avoid this. But we're up to this point now, so we have to do what we can, however we can, to uh, try to save our feet. And... Uh, It's good to know this. So at least everyone has a procedure they can follow through on, and I advise them to do it.
3: Uh, Yeah, I I, I mean, like I was not a believer in it. I never had it. I didn't know if it would work or not work. But knowing what the alternative was, if I didn't try something, uh, I didn't like that alternative. I'm like James. I I don't want to lose a leg. No, uh, you know uh i'll try whatever i can try to avoid that well
0: hey go ahead hummus you know, it's, oh. it's time we need to take a little bit of a break here we got to pay some bills Gerald.
3: oh
1: hey ray can you hold on a bit we we I'll got to hold, pay a hold a i'll be with. right
3: here when you come back
1: all right, all right
3: we're not going to leave <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> be right here
0: Would it be great to be pain free? You know, to feel like you used to feel. BioWave is a life changing, non opioid, effective way to block chronic or acute pain. It's designed to block pain with the push of a button with patented, smarter pain blocking technology. Unlike outdated pain relief devices or treatments, BioWave blocks pain at the source. Proven effective and used by more than 30 VAs, active military, SEAL teams, most NFL. NBA and MLB teams. Visit BioWave.com to retest the from veterans of active military. BioWave, VBA recognized, VA prescribed, FDA cleared, and made in America.
2: If you're a veteran
0: of active military or know someone that needs safe, non opioid, and effective help managing pain, please go to BioWave.com and learn how to get treatment at no cost. Experience BioWave, block the pain, and get back in the game. BioWave.com Smarter pain blocking technology. A couple of links for biowave is besides www.biowave.com is uh slash customers, www.biowave.com slash testimonials, and www.biowave.com slash VA. Biowave. Back to you, Joe.
1: Okay, we thank our sponsor there for that good message. And uh, uh, we appreciate you sponsoring Had It uh, Podcasts. And we hope to have a continuing relationship. And we know everybody wants to be out of pain. (laughs) That's for sure. So, uh, well, Ray... Let's stay on top of this and make it one of our priorities. (coughs) And uh, of course, we got a lot of other stuff coming down the pike. Uh, uh, You guys have been doing rather well with your group. Now, how many people, how many veterans do you have in your group right now?
3: Uh, I think the US VA Veteran Alliance has somewhere around uh, around 120 uh, active <laughs> members, and, and that changes every year because they don't carry you over, um, for example, some folks come and they're just there for six or eight months, get the information they need, and uh, get the help they need, and then they're on their way. Where others, uh, like myself and like James for the last 10 or 12 years, we continue to go back and, and, and continue with memberships because you you build a, you know, there's something about veterans. I don't care where you are. When you realize that the other guy's a veteran, you usually thank him for his service, and immediately there's a brotherhood there, a connection, that uh, like no other group I've ever been with or or been associated with anywhere. Uh, The veterans really, um, you know, we heard about it when we first got started in the military, Uh, you know, I got your back, you got mine. And I think that same philosophy carries anywhere you go, regardless of what time you served, where you served, or when you served, or if you're serving today, uh, that that same philosophy is is still there with us.
1: Well, yes, it is. And, uh, you know, any time a veteran or a group of veterans can help a veteran, I don't know, it, there's something about it. You just want to help them if you can. If there's any way of helping them, you 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 want to, and and uh, let's hope it continues on, and let's hope that the VA gets more veteran veteran friendly. Uh, we do have some good people there uh, within the VA, and and we want to thank them for reaching the a handout and sometimes uh, doing a little extra to help them out. Uh, uh, most of them realize that a lot of veterans are not computer savage and, and when it comes to doing your claims or, or just about anything dealing with the BA anymore requires uh, knowledge of a computer use. And uh, most of us just don't have it. We're like you get one turned on and off, let alone the gather. <laughs> <laughs> the gather
2: am, I back, <laughs> am I back in the queue, Gerald? Yeah, you're back, you're back, here, you're back in. <laughs> okay. I just came from Fort Campbell. Um, I had to come up to Fort Campbell, Kentucky today and, and Uh, We went by the commissary, we were doing some shopping, and I heard a guy way down at the far end of the aisle shouting my name. Uh, And I stopped and turned around. I recognized his face, but I couldn't put a name with it. And he said, I'm Chris Waddell. I just came to your workshop in December, and now I'm 100%. I'm shopping the commissary.
1: Can you imagine (laughs) the feeling
2: I had at that minute? (laughs) <laughs> that
1: was I meant it felt good
2: yeah yeah I said you know I'm, I'm tickled to death you won every time you win I win again <laughs> but uh, we've, we've got just a little bit over a hundred uh, in the organization and uh, we expunge members uh, when when the dues pay and comes time and, and they drop from the rolls we don't just care we don't We don't care what our numbers are. We're interested more in quality than quantity, and we have got some really good people, active members in in the USVA. We have uh, 34, 100% permanent and total veterans now. We started with none uh, five years ago, so uh, we're highly successful.
3: I'd say you were. That's good. And I tell you something else that James has that he's not tooting his horn about. He probably has more R one members than any other organization that I'm aware of. And I that's do. I have because <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And that's strictly due to his diligence, research, understanding the. The regulations, just like you said, uh James is good with the computer, and that helps tremendously and then he knows how to communicate that information to those of us like myself, who's not quite as computer savvy as he is and um helps a lot makes a big difference
1: well uh, you know, and the best thing about that, they're deserving uh uh so many uh veterans are deserving of more than what they're getting, and they just don't know how to uh pursue some of these issues properly and uh, uh the fact that you're able to keep them on you know give them some guidance and Guide them down the road there to a successful ending is, is wonderful. Well, I tell you, you, my hat's off to it. I don't have a hat on, you
3: but know, anyway,
2: you need <laughs> you need, you <laughs> need a toolbox, and in that toolbox, yes. you need to search prior BVA decisions. And find out about people who have claimed the same thing that you're claiming. Look at the ones that won and see what they had that the ones that lost didn't have. Model your case after theirs. You need a, you need a, a, a internet access to hadit.com. If you got yeah. questions, they got answers. In their forums, whatever you're looking for, you can find it. Um, you need to use that. You need to draw off of other people's experience. You can spend a lifetime trying to learn on your own, or you can profit by somebody el- else's experience. And if you're looking for it, Had It's there. You know, I've been with Had It uh, every strip of the way since I first began. What Teresa's done with with Had It is just unbelievable, uh, including this podcast and other and other. Other podcast, And the third thing you need in your toolbox You need Ask Nod's Website uh, The man yes, is more Knowledgeable sure. than anybody I have Ever listened to or dealt With uh, I wouldn't be where I am today without Had it and, and Ask Nod and, and, and the BVA Search prior decisions uh, If there is One of those missing out of your toolbox you better go on down to Sears and fill up your toolbox.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. And uh, between Had It and Ashnod, their their uh, websites, uh, you should about get anything answered. And uh, what I like about Had It, they have such great moderators. You can go on there and type a question, and, and by golly, they're going to get you the... The best possible answer they can, and they'll be in layman's terms, where you know you they'll work with you and get you get you to where you can understand it. Uh, if you like me, you can read someone. Well, what in the world is this? <laughs> <laughs> but have uh, someone they'll interpret it for you. Uh, Kind of like the VA, they like to do their own interpretations, and not always the way you do.
2: Well, you know, uh, Ray and I both, he's talking about the R1, Ray and I are both 11 steps higher than 100% permanent in total. And veterans just don't, a lot of service officers, our state instructor, did not know that those ratings existed, much, much less how to get them. And we're talking about my mentor, who led the the state instruction for all of the service officers in the state of Tennessee. Uh, yeah. He just didn't he didn't understand ratings that were that high. Uh, we had to teach the VA in order to be awarded that award. And like I say it's eleven steps higher than one hundred percent permanent total. Not many not many uh veterans ever have a chance to achieve that, much less walking around veterans.
1: Oh, that's right. You're right, you're so right. It uh, uh and and the sad part is there are some that's really deserving of more. Uh, they need these housing grants and automobile allowances and stuff. Uh, some of them have come a long way just to even get up to 100%, let alone get some of these better ratings uh, to where they can get their, their home worked on them, what have you. You know, Mr.
2: Bill Robertson is the longest held enlisted EOW um, in history. And I think it's a pretty darn good uh, compliment as to what Ray and I have achieved and what we do. Mr. Bill Robertson called Ray and asked him, how did he go about getting braces? Um, he don't deal with the VA for most of his medical care. He's The man who's had heart surgery, and the VA don't even know that. They're not aware that he's had heart surgery. Rather than go through the red tape and and all that's involved with the VA, he just went outside, had it done, and he said nothing. But the fact that he would call Ray and ask Ray, how does he go about getting braces, That's um, that, that's a proud day.
3: Yes. Yeah, and I have the highest respect for him. Uh, the seminar that we had last year, he came and spoke and told of his experience in the Hanoi Hilton and as a prisoner of war and and what they did to survive. And uh, it's just really uh, just to hear him talk and realize that he's a veteran like you're a veteran, it makes you proud to be a veteran. And when we first came out of the war during Vietnam, being a veteran wasn't necessarily something you were proud of. And I think all of us can relate to that, and we all know the stories of what happened to some of us. And uh, But as time has gone by, and um, this last uh, Veterans Day, Uh, I happened to be coming out of a store in a shopping mall. And I was on my scooter, and I had uh, gone to a ceremony during the lunch hour, and I had on the fatigues that James talked me into buying. And I was riding my scooter, and this young lady, probably high school age, might have been a freshman in college, comes up to my my wife and says, would he mind if I spoke to him? And Pam said, no, not at all. And she walked over, she reached her hand out, and she said, thank you for your service. And I just wanted to say, happy Veterans Day. That had never, ever happened to me before. And uh, it meant a lot.
2: The most astonishing thing happened to me yesterday. I was in Walmart, had my cane, both braces on. Uh, You can see my braces. They're chrome, and they go down, and they attach uh, to the soles of my shoes. uh, And the way I walk and using my cane, it's no trouble telling uh, that I have on braces. And by the way, for those who wear those braces, uh, if you're having trouble getting your pants leg over them, take your pants down to the alterations people and have a 14-inch zipper put on the inseam. Uh, makes it so much easier to get those braces on and off, and uh, oh, get your breeches. Yeah, and get your breeches leg down. Even to pull it up and scratch your leg, you know. But uh, I was in Walmart and a guy came from behind me on a Walmart scooter. Uh, And he pulled up beside me and he said, sir, would you like to have my scooter? You could have knocked me over with a feather. He was willing to get off of that scooter and offered it to me. Um, I just didn't know what to say except thank you. I'm doing very well without it,
0: but I appreciate the gesture.
2: Hey, quick question,
0: James. Yeah question, is, Will you haven't you have the weather braces and stuff, don't you now qualify for a clothing allowance? Um
2: yeah and uh I get a clothing allowance for the chloracne and the medications thereof that tend to ruin my clothes. And mm-hmm. I get a I get also get another clothing allowance for the brace on my right foot. And okay. this year Uh, because I've been issued one for my left foot, I'll be eligible for three clothing allowances, uh, one for the left foot. And Mm -hmm. that's that's possible because me me and Ray researched that. They turned Ray down on one, and uh, we got the VA handbook, and we sent it to them, or Ray did, and uh, showed them where uh, Secretary Shinseki, came up with the new rules uh, regarding the clothing allowance, and you can have one mm-hmm. one for each leg because the second leg tends to wear out the clothes quicker than only one leg. Yeah. So I will draw for two legs and my chloracne. So there will be three next year. I I'll and I, and I, drew, I'll I, drew,
3: I drew two this year. One for each one of the braces that I have to wear, one on the left and one on the right foot, so okay yeah. now
0: how's that how does the service station work? Do you have to a hundred percent or can you be a certain
3: have to no, you just have to have a brace issued to you um mm-hmm. matter of fact, I just found out from another veteran you can even if you if the doctor says you have to always use crutches, you actually can also mm-hmm. get it for crutches. And, and a wheelchair. Uh, for wheelchair, yeah, wheelchair for yeah, awesome. mm-hmm. But if you just have braces alone that are issued uh, from a doctor, and you got to fill out the form, and uh, you have got to put on there when you got them, when you started wearing them, and what they're mm-hmm. for, it's uh, gotta be service
2: got connected.
3: To, and it's gotta be service connected. What the reason you? have them okay. is because of the problem with service-connected. In my case, it's diabetes. Uh mm-hmm. the second day to the diabetes, which is service-connected. And then I believe, James, don't we have to turn those in by the 1st of July or the 1st of June?
2: Turn them in by the 1st of July and they don't forgive you if you're a day late. Although yeah. they are two to three months late issuing the actual clothing allowance. But you should get a letter as to whether or not you were approved for that allowance.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, that's the educational part. By tonight. the way, that that
2: clothing <laughs> that closing allowance was until we got the increase. This past increase, it was seven hundred forty-one dollars each. Uh, but mm-hmm. it, we we did get a raise, uh, so it'll it'll exceed seven forty-one. Per clothing allowance, and, and you can get multiple clothing
0: okay.
1: allowances. Oh, so you can get that okay. more than once a year?
2: Well, no, not more than once a year. But you can, if you've got, if you wear two braces, one on each foot, yes. you you're, you're, you get two. Okay. Then if you have a skin okay. disease on top of that, you get your third one. If you have a wheelchair, uh, and your wheelchair tends to tear your clothes. You can get a,
1: a fourth one. Uh will be.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think four is the maximum, but don't quote me on that. I'm not sure about the four being the maximum, but it seems like I've heard that it was.
1: Well, that's okay. That's uh, a help, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, because, you know, I know if you're wearing braces, you're wearing clothes out. That's right. That's uh, well, you here. know, we,
2: uh, I use that to take to, to my pants to the uh, alteration people and to have the zippers put in. They charge me $10 a leg uh, to install the zippers and then $5 a piece for the zipper itself. But it's well worth it. It blows a doctor's mind. When you go in, when I, when I go in, to have my my leg checked. Uh, yeah. They, they say remove your britches. I just unzip that britches. Uh, bird, the the birches on the bottom And pull them up It just blows their mind I
1: like that That's good That's good That's smart thinking, James
2: uh, Well, you know It's just one of those things You have to to cope with And, and, and that's... Uh I have to loosen
0: my brace. you you, you, have to take them off. you have to take them off and get an x-ray, though, because that zipper's going to look kind of funky on an x-ray. They'll think you've got zipper skin. <laughs> yeah, I look like
2: I've been stitched up down there. Huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're all zipped up.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I use uh, part of my clothing lounge to have those pants fixed. Um, but, you know, that's what it's for. Uh, it makes for an expensive pair of pants. In fact, I stopped uh, in Clarksville, race talking about buying uniforms, and I bought me a, a, another set of uh, camouflage Vietnam Air pants. And I picked up the zippers at Hobby Lobby. I'll take them to the alterations people tomorrow and have those fixed. Uh, I didn't know until Veterans Day that I couldn't get my my. Uh, Camouflage pants down over my braces, and that kind of caught me off guard. So on Veterans Day, I had to wear my I wear I wanted to wear my BDUs, so I put those on, and I had to put the braces outside. And these braces are pretty good size. They're heavy. They've got spring springs in the side of them. not something you want to brag about and show off i don't like for people to know that i'm wearing my braces i i carry a little can of oil with me sometimes i start squeaking Uh, kind of reminds me of the the tin man on the yellow brick road you know (laughs) pull over unzip my 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 flap uh oil my drop put a drop of oil in each spring and while I'm at it throughout the day I have to loosen those braces because my legs swell. So those zippers give me access to the to the loosening that brace so many times a day. Um uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a good idea and and I'd, I'd like to pass that on to people who do wear those braces.
0: Well, gentlemen, I had said we're totally out of time.
1: Boy, this is one pass. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good thing, good show, real good show.
1: James, you and Ray, we really appreciate you coming on. And and uh, this was a great show. And and let's stay up to date here on this, on our legs and feet here, and see what we can't figure it out. Uh, Ray's already mentioned I could punch her. Might be a way to go. Uh, anything that's worth a try, we need to try it. And uh, see what we can figure out. At least we can pass it on to other veterans.
3: Yeah, we'll get together uh, after I, my visit in April, and uh, we'll tell you what the latest uh, results of the test are, or what my uh, podiatrist is going to say uh, concerning my feet and the circulation. Well,
1: yeah, we're all seeing. Sure. We're seeing. Make them sure when, so, make sure when you So, go ahead
2: to make sure when you put your shoe on that your shoe horn is not laying in the bottom of your shoe that's, <laughs> yeah, you
1: that's, that. that
2: started all of my problems uh, that's what happened to me I walked all day all along on that shoe horn I didn't know it was in my shoe but, oh um, bad yeah
1: but with us seeing three different doctors on the same type of issue we might accidentally come up with something worthwhile. Who knows? So I guess this will be uh, Gerald Cook with Jay Basser, and here with James Cripps and Ray Cobb's. We'll be signing off for now.
0: You've been listening to the Hadit dot com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit dot com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of HadIt dot com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of HadIt dot com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bachelor Show.
2: Still in that right.